everybody, it's Dave Neal, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News, and this is Bachelor Rush Hour. Oh, here we go. Hello, everybody. I hope everyone's doing well on this thirstiest of Thursdays. I'm in the mobile studio here in North Carolina. That's right, your boys. Doing a little mobile setup, which means I'm all over the place. I've got new equipment. Some of it's not working right. You know, just your typical holiday, uh, you know, a disaster, if you will. But I still made four pieces of content for you guys today. We made four videos uh, on YouTube. They're uploading very slowly. I'm using a mobile hotspot from my cell phone, guys. Look, normally a video takes four minutes to upload. We're living in the 90s right now. It takes an hour. You got to dial up the internet. It's a real, it's a real <laughs> problem I did not foresee going to back country here where all the bears are. Uh, and no, not those bears, the actual Grizzlies. No, not Grizzlies. Black bears. Yeah, we got the black bears here. Either way, um, uh, uh, yesterday was a travel day. Tasha and I had a 6 a.m. flight, which means, you know, leave the house at 3. We like to get there early enough. Uh, you know, I'd rather, I'd ra- rather than waiting at home to be like, is it time to take the Uber? I'd rather just, when we're ready, we get to the airport and then we, we wait there and, you know, get a strudel or some Cinnabon, you know, whatever. You know, just, just soothe the body with some sugar because it's the only good thing that you get in an airport. The rest, it's like toddlers sneezing on you, some old ladies like, can I take your seat? And you're like, yeah, you can. Yeah, whatever. No offense to old ladies. They deserve to sit down. All right, but either way, so the flight was an absolute um, exhaustion of a day. Uh, but we're here, and we're going to give it to you nice and good here on this episode of Bachelor Rush Hour. Uh, I'm not going to let a little holiday vacay get in the way of me connecting with you guys. Maybe you're driving home. Maybe you're stuck in traffic, or you're going to Aldi's, and you got to pack your own groceries. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing, but you're out there. You're doing your thing, and we appreciate that. So yeah, four pieces of content. First, I'm going to go over the two things I'm not going to share with you. My fourth video of the day was about Logan, he made a cameo. Uh, it's a fun video, but you know, it's just something I'm not going to share here. So if you want to go check that out, go to YouTube and you can kind of uh, see my reaction to Logan. Uh, we, he does a very good job giving some funny moments to the people. Cameo is a paid service where you can pay him to give you a shout out. And then the other video I'm not going to share with you guys today is um, what is the other one? See him? Oh, it, it's a Becca Cooper and, and Thomas dressing up as Cindy Lou Who and the Grinch, and they dressed up and had a you know spot concert evening at Petco Park in San Diego. And uh, that's more of a visual medium because you got to see how he's doing it as a six foot eight green furry Grinch. He did a great job, knocked it out of the park. All right. So those pieces of content are just available on the YouTube because we have a lot today. But first I'm going to share with you Rachel Lindsay's reaction to Chris Harrison uh, announcing he has a podcast. I'm going to share that video with you. And then the second one, it's Michael A. describing and uh, shouting out his relationship on this holiday season, plus a few others. I think we showed Demi and maybe Game of Roses, a few other pieces of content related to that same sort of uplifting news. I like to batch my news together. We have a serious story. We'll pair it with an uplifting story or a funny story. So you get a little bit of everything today on this episode of Bachelor Rush Hour. BCD, yeah, you know me, and we've got some reactions to get to. Rachel Lindsay reacts to Chris Harrison's new podcast. No, Rachel is not in a penitentiary. I know she's wearing an orange suit, uh, orange uh, hoodie there, but no, she's actually in her new recording studio, which looks lovely. It's going to get an A-plus rating for me as far as audio and video quality goes. So we'll show you that beautiful visual of Rachel in her co-host van as they comment on Chris's 
new venture. Uh, do me a favor, hit the like button if you enjoy hearing my Bachelor Nation news from a cabin, because if you only knew how many things were happening right now for me to make this content, you'd be surprised. I have my left finger uh, stuck in my new mixer because I think it got damaged. Well, speaking of things that are damaged, everyone from Bachelor Nation, including me and you, <laughs> whether you consume it or make it, the drama is real. My left finger is is stuck in a mixer to keep the ground noise from going off. Can you hear that? It doesn't sound too bad right now. If if it goes back to sounding bad, I gotta I gotta put my finger in it. It's almost like uh, like I'm I'm holding a, a wound victim from bleeding out, and then my right hand is holding this here microphone. Okay, so we're gonna get it. Not that that matters, but if you wanted a real visual of what it takes to make good sound on the road, this is it, folks. So let's get into it. I'm gonna play what Van, uh, Rachel's co-host, shares um, on their podcast regarding his thoughts about. Chris Harrison, and if Rachel would ever go on Chris Harrison's podcast, never say never, but here's what they have to say after they play Chris Harrison's intro. Have a listen. Donnie, run the audio from the brand new podcaster. It was good. Do you feel ready? <sighs> I think. Um, I don't know. I'm a little nervous. I have not spoken publicly for two years about and this. Notice Rachel and checked out. I have a lot of thoughts, and I've I think about this every day, truly every day of my life. I think about this and what I want to say and how important it is that I speak to everyone for the first time. So I it's heavy. It's really heavy. Um, we'll see how it goes. Get to it, Chris. We may scrap this whole thing, to be honest. I don't know. I think it'll be cathartic. I'm looking forward to getting this off my shoulders. And now it looks like it looks like to the naked eye that their computer screen has frozen, but it's not. This is just their lack of reaction to Chris. Repairing this, moving forward, and letting everybody hear from me. So we ready? We're ready. Okay, ready. let's do it. Do it. Let's Already. see what happens. All right, first episode. Here we go in three, three two, two, one. I'm Chris Harrison. Hello, everybody, and welcome News. to the most dramatic podcast ever. All right, there it is. Wow, the most dramatic podcast ever. So this is Chris Harrison. That's a bachelor saying, you know that? Is it? Mm-hmm. He always says, "Welcome." Um, it's the most dramatic season ever. So he's playing off that. So he is. He is back in Batch World with this podcast. No, I don't think. Only in regards to the topic that he just referred to in that audio. But it's called the most dramatic. He's. I think he's just playing off one of his most famous catchphrases. I, there won't be bachelor talk, I would assume. Question for you. I would not necessarily disagree with her, but I think there will be bachelor talk talk in regards to how it played out with Chris Harrison, his canceling, whatever you want to call it. I I have friends that I value their opinion tell me Chris Harrison wasn't canceled and others. It's like, look, he got fired. We have to just call a spade a spade. Just because he unfired himself and created a new business venture doesn't mean he's not canceled, right? Don't so the the whole like, well, cancel culture doesn't exist for a white guy. It it it's like the guy lost money 
pro- my guess is over the stretch of how long he would have been the host, 15 to $20 million. That's what he lost. Just because he's rich and has all this other money doesn't take away from what went down. It, it, just, it just annoys me when people say, he wasn't canceled. Listen, when you have to come out with a podcast after getting fired from your job as an on-air host, that's canceling. Now, the morality of canceling is a different issue, but call it what it is for God's sake. Have you asked, been asked to be on this podcast? This is Chris Harrison, most dramatic podcast ever. And secondly, if you were asked to be on this podcast with Chris Harrison, would you do it? I was not asked and I would not be on it. Wow. You would not do the podcast with Chris Harrison. Mm-mm. If Chris Harrison wanted to have a conversation with you on the podcast, Mm-mm. you would not do it. Mm-mm. Well, here's what I would do if I was Rachel. I'd say, you come on to my podcast, Chris Harrison. That's what I would say, because it'd be great for the ratings. And if your name's going to get dragged into a situation, you might as well get the equity of it. It's almost like uh, Rachel Lindsay owns an ice cream store, and now Chris Harrison opens up an ice cream store. And if they wanted to have a conversation about ice cream, Rachel Lindsay's like, let's have the conversation about ice cream at my ice cream store. I'm not going to go to your ice cream store, the new ice cream store on the block, and just give you my audience so that they can come to you and taste your ice cream. Come taste my ice cream. Why? Because it's been almost two years since that happened. And the last time that you had any communication with me was after I said we should just accept his apology after he was on Good Morning America and move on. And then you text me and said, thanks for what? Because Michael Strahan was like, I don't think the apology was sincere. So like, you know, people turned on Chris. And of course, Michael Strahan received a lot of hate from the Chris Harrison fans because of the domestic issues he's been a part of in the court system and dealing with, I believe, his uh, his estranged wife, who they might be back together. Either way, the point being is that who was who was Michael Strahan to judge Chris Harrison's apology when he himself has a lot of problematic things in his life? And part of that sort of questioning is valid because you you get into this moral superiority where you go, how can you tell me what I did was not just wrong, but I, I can't redeem myself when you haven't necessarily spoken out or redeemed yourself for things that you've done wrong? That's kind of the place we come to when we start throwing stones in glass homes, right? Now, with that said, I don't, I'm not necessarily good or bad at reading other people's apologies. I just take people for their word. When Chris Harrison offered his apology live on TV, he was apologizing for his career and for his legacy. Now, that doesn't make me a defender of Chris Harrison. That just makes me say, how would you react if you were live on TV defending your career and your legacy? I don't know. I'm not a psychologist, but I would imagine that Chris Harrison's response fits somewhere in the don't be too energetic, be solemn, uh, be apologetic, but don't be too, you know, I don't know. But that's where they stood with that, just to recap Michael Strahan's thoughts. Again, or went harder on him, and I, and I said what I said, and he wrote me and said, you know, I think we should just, you know, I appreciate what you had to say, we should go have dinner. So that was over a month after the initial thing happened. So you never reached out to me in between when I was going through all of what I was on social media, but you know you're in the media telling everybody I'm your friend. So you reach out to me when I say something that is in your favor. It's the first time you reach out. Also, what Rachel Lindsay's referring to is everyone who was upset at what Chris Harrison said and what came out of his mouth got mad at Rachel Lindsay, who essentially was just doing her job. She was interviewing Chris Harrison. She didn't say any 
if anything that was a gotcha moment. She didn't trap him in a corner. She just interviewed her former boss at, at her new job, Extra TV. And through that, you know, he obviously got canceled or fired, whatever you want to call it. And then a lot of people gave her hate when, of course, Rachel's done nothing wrong in this whole scenario. I've not talked to him since. That was March 2020. So now you would reach out to me to come be a part of your podcast. That you want to have a conversation with me on the mic in public for clicks. That's what it would be for. It would be for it would be for because everybody would listen. A sit down. No, I'm not going to give you that. And if it was genuine, you would already hit me up. I'm not going to give you the chance to grow your podcast because of my name. That's what she's saying. Fair. Very fair. You've unfollowed me on social media at this point. True. You've cleared your social, moved on, new chapter. When you moved on from that new chapter, I was not a part of it. I don't even think, I think that when he does this podcast, I would imagine he signs some sort of NDA. Right. So I think that this will just be him for the first time saying how he felt with it all. The aftermath. I agree. Losing that job. How it's affected him. You don't think your name comes up anywhere in this situation? No, I think he'll refer to it as the interview when that happened. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I do. I I hope she's wrong. I I don't know if she is, but I hope she's wrong. I hope he refers to everybody and talks about it in a free-flowing way. He said he wanted the uh, podcast to be cathartic. It can only be cathartic if you truly shine light on all the different pieces of it. You can't just glaze over, well, when this happened, no. When I had when, when I had my conversation with Rachel, I said X, Y, and Z. I interrupted her. I, I, I was defending the show that ended up not defending me. You know, whatever it is, just say it. Talk about it. I, think, I don't think he wants to touch that because then it's going to, you know, elicit a response from me. Uh-huh. And then, you know, it, it goes back and forth because if he mentions, if he comments on me in any, with any sort of, it's one thing if he's like, you know, I haven't talked to Rachel. Okay, well, then there's nothing to talk about. But if there's some sort of comment, believe it, we're going to talk about it here on Higher Learning. Now, if he wants yeah. to come to Higher Learning and have a conversation. So if you, if you, you, all right, so there it is. Rachel says, if he wants to come on our channel, we'll have the conversation. I would never encourage Rachel to have, have a conversation she wasn't comfortable having. I'll say this, you know, when it, when it comes to us as an audience wanting to hear that conversation, we have to be respectful about whatever emotional energy she has, not wanting to deal with all the trolls and the racism, because that's what a lot of people, uh, a lot of the negative energy, they, they do, it is racist because it becomes white man versus black woman and it doesn't have to be that way it can be two people having a conversation uh but it sounds like she does want to have that conversation and i say absolutely if i'm chris harrison you have to go on higher learning and talk to rachel Lindsay. you absolutely have to do that you are entering back in the podcasting world after losing your job because of a conversation you had with rachel the greatest redemption you can have is to have that conversation not in a nine or ten minute format that they have on tv but have it air it out go three hours do whatever you need to do talk it out you invited him multiple times i would love i'm just putting this out there again Chris Harrison, that's his name? <laughs> Chris Harrison. He called him Soup Kitchen for so, so, so long. long. You I don't know. Name, Soup Kitchen. <laughs> Chris Harrison, come on the podcast, please. I'm being completely sincere. Which camera is it, Donnie? This one? I'm being totally sincere, Chris Harrison. This is a real, 
olive branch with Greek olives on it, Ooh. the good kind of olives, come on the podcast. It's, it's only Rachel. <laughs> what could go wrong in a conversation between you what? and Rachel, Chris? Of course we know the $20 million question, what could go wrong there? Um, uh, we love Rachel for her um, ability to have conversations with that lawyer mindset. She can question people and not glaze over. You know, she can really articulate uh, through through very good questions uh, what Chris would be thinking. All right, the conversation continues in this next video. We've got Michael A. and Danielle talking about their relationship. But first, She's All Batch uh, gives their opinion. The podcast, She's All Batch, gives their opinion on Chris Harrison's new podcast, uh, specifically the launch of his new podcast. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Nobody has elicited more emotion out of me from the Bachelor franchise than Michael A. telling his story about love lost and now love regained again it's been like watching your son learn how to ride a bike you're like yes michael go go you got it and and you know when it's your kid they always like crash into a bush but with michael it's like okay you found it so we're going to get into that but first i actually have a few other things i wanted to play for you guys here i am running with my new audio equipment um and there's some sound issues so i'm trying my best hit the like button if you enjoy um uh, <laughs> traveling dave i wanted to share with you we're going to rewind a bit what the she's all batch podcast had to say about chris Harrison's new podcast intro and the PR involved. I like a little look at the behind the scenes of the tea, what they think about the launch that's happening. Have a listen. Welcome to the most dramatic podcast ever. I'm Chris Harrison. It's time. I think it's time we talk. And I was like, whoa, it kind of feels like a scary movie a little bit. Like, what are you about to reveal? And that's where it ends. So marketing perspective, genius. Yes. But I think this is a situation where the first episode is going to be huge, especially if in that first episode he does address some of the controversy that caused him to go away for two years. But I don't know. Like, clearly, that's not what the whole podcast is going to be about. I think he'll talk about it in the first episode. And then we don't know what he's going to talk about in the episodes to come. But I think it's going to be a situation where everyone's going to tune in for the first one. And like, then what? And then also, he says he's going to address this. I don't know what more there is to say from him. What can he possibly say? Okay, I completely agree with every single thing you just said. I feel like this is going to be a complete bait and switch. It actually reminded me of Bachelors in the City. When Peter Weber first released his podcast, his first episode was all about how he had sex with Hannah and how he felt after Mm -hmm. the book. And it was, I'm like, whoa, what the fuck is this podcast? This is crazy. And everyone tuned in and probably subscribed. And then like the second episode was like, our 10 favorite bars where dudes like to go to get beer. And it's like, this is not why I signed up. Uh, I don't want to. I love it. I absolutely, first of all, I love the She's All Batch podcast. These ladies, one of the best podcasts that's out there from non-Bachelor alumni. I, don't, I can't name them all. There's so many good ones because we love Charlene Joint. She's a Bachelor alum. Game of Roses. She's All Batch. Of course, Reality Steve bringing you all of his spoilers. These these are the goods. There's such a cool little community here because from the She's All Batch perspective, it might be the top "Quote unquote fangirl podcast where they fan over Gray Grippo. They they're they're fans of the show and they can watch from that perspective. And of course, we have here Stephanie saying, or is that Jackie? I think it was Stephanie saying uh, that she thinks it's genius the way that Chris Harrison's doing this like teaser of his tea. And as we've talked about with the internet, with any consumption, you need information plus entertainment. You can watch a very informative um, documentary. Uh, it still has to be entertaining on one level or another. You can watch something that's super entertaining." 
reading, but what information is it giving you? We try to balance that out, and we're going to have to see if Chris Harrison can do that. Once he shares the information about the fallout of his quote-unquote canceling, what will entice people to continue to listen? That's a question he's probably asking himself. My, my thought would be the best way to handle it would be to continuously drop breadcrumbs and continue to discuss his life now as it reflects to the moment's before and after being canceled. You know, maybe he walks into a grocery store differently because he's um, feeling people are going to look at him a certain way. Is his legacy, did it take a shift? Now, these are all honest questions to ask. I'd be interested to hear about how his relationship and all other aspects of his life relate to this pivotal moment in his life. Audiences might say, we don't care, just go off in your piece, but this is his story and he's allowed to write it given the information he has now. So it'll be interesting to see um, if he is someone who, uh, no, of course, his podcast is going to hit the ground running real hard. Will he continue with information different than the tea that he has from his ousting? All right, taking a shift here, let's go to Michael. So here's what Michael had to say regarding, um, and, I, and I called it his Christmas or his holiday statement, because during the holidays, we have a chance to kind of, you know, reevaluate what we're doing with our life, where we're going moving forward. What was the most impressive part of the year? I've said this on my Facebook this week, the most impressive part of my year from a business standpoint, the most impressive personal thing is that I actually got married, which was amazing. Uh, the wedding was just unbelievable. Um, it's incredible encouraged me and reminded me to try to get to see my family more often. And as my family has grown, as you know, here I am at a cabin with Tasha's family, which is mine now. Um, it's um, it's a humbling moment to say, all right, what are the priorities in life? How important is it to be focusing on career things when the family's right there? You know, all this. But um, my most pro- uh, important professional accomplishment is getting 140 million million with an M, 140 million watch minutes on my YouTube channels this year with over 15, I think 18 million views. So thank you guys so much. This isn't no TikTok where you get 40 million views and you don't build a follower from it. You guys are loyal. You guys listened to 140 million minutes of me talking, which could stretch around the globe many, many times. So thank you guys so much. It's humbling. I appreciate it. That's the biggest professional stat I can think of, and I appreciate that. All right, here's what Michael has to say. We've milked it long enough. The old barrel scraping, Dave. Actually, we have two more videos after this. So even though we're scraping the barrel, there's a lot of barrel to be scraped. Scroped. Scrope it. Uh, The best gifts are often the ones we never knew we needed. I'm so lucky to have found you when I did. Entirely unexpected, you entered my life at a time when I needed it most. It's true that love isn't fair, and yet it's it's generous if we allow it. I'm grateful for all we've shared this year and excited for all that awaits us in the future. Here's to hope. Here's to second chances. Here's to receiving all of life's unexpected gifts with an open mind an open heart. Thank you, Danielle, for giving me something to believe in and for being the greatest gift I never knew I needed. How inspirational is that to hear from Michael, who, of course, as we know, lost his wife to cancer just several short years ago. He went on Katie's season. He self-eliminated. Obviously, his sort of bond with Katie wasn't you know, greater than his need to go back home to his son. And he received criticism for going on Bachelor in Paradise because as an audience, uh, we, we suck. <laughs> so why are you doing that? You know, we do it. I mean, understand. Why are you leaving your kids? I, I was with you guys. Why are you doing it? And then we realized, well, 
There are greater opportunities out there that can help your family. And Michael chose uh, to go on the beach to maybe, um, you know, find out if there's someone out there for him. Danielle shows up. Danielle, uh, her fiance, I believe uh, he was her fiance. I don't think they were married yet. Died of an overdose several years earlier, or actually a, a, a while longer. So they both have gone through grief and are grieving and yet found each other. And of course, their relationships more than they're grieving for each other uh, or grieving, you know, but, but they're is an understanding there. There is an understanding how much they know their worlds were rocked. And yet, and we remember this going into 2023, as much as your world may be rocked, as much as you might have a hard time picking up all the pieces, or you know, you're the puzzle piece of life, you, you got smashed and now you can't find all the pieces. How do, how do I do this? How do I do that? Just know if you keep putting it all back together, it might not look the same as it did before but it'll be even more beautiful. So congratulations to Michael and Danielle as they continue on that journey. And a couple other uh, notable shout-outs I wanted to give. I'm going to not play the audio of this reel because it um, might be copywritten. But this is Demi. Of course, we know Demi's had her struggles like everyone else has. Uh, went on her podcast this year and got a chance to really get to know her. And Demi uh, has come out with um, talking about her... Um, uh, uh, autism and being on the spectrum and dealing with uh, or coping with the the different ways. Uh, in the last year, she um, got sober, gave up alcohol, and that unmasked a lot of the other issues that she had. She was coping with uh, with her autism or didn't know she had autism while she was an alcoholic or drinking. I don't know if she said she's an alcoholic, but drinking. And in getting sober, she's realized all these other things. Um, I actually didn't get to see her when I went to the Hollywood ball, the um, the uh, holiday ball a couple weeks ago, uh, but I, I really, I'd hoped I would, we, I didn't run into her. I got there late and I think she had already left, but here's what she had to say about um, uh, uh, what's going on with her. She said, I scheduled a photo shoot with a user on Instagram. We met beforehand to discuss ideas and location. I was so hesitant on the location because I really don't want to leave the house. Um, so she created a safe space on the on the roof. I'm sorry, I can't read it. To, um, then when, I can't read it. So actually, it's, she said the time spent taking the photos was kept to a minimum. Here's some of the photos. And again, you can go watch the real. Sorry, my eyesight's bad. Just beautiful images that she had taken here. New haircut, doing her thing. Just absolutely fun stuff. You get to see her personality. So look, we know Demi's been struggling. Like we all have. Some of us internally and not sharing it with others. And some of us more openly. Demi's the type that's going to tell you how she feels. She's talked about losing her followers. Um, losing uh, her you know, source of income, which is Instagram. And my, my hope for Demi is that she's able to find the right medium that helps her tell her story because it's one worth listening to. Her mom's coming home from prison this week, I believe, maybe, maybe today. And um, we, you know, I, I'm not with the type that's like pray for so-and-so, but I do, I do send a lot of positive energy to Demi that she's probably closer to figuring it all out than she thinks. And in that process, we just, we just root her on. We root you on, Demi. Um, okay, let's see if there's anything else we want to get to here as we sort of cover the different stories in Bachelor. Oh, I wanted to end with this one. This was uh, uh, posted by Suatism and then reshared by Dance and House. Uh, I thought of this because I thought maybe I could do this with my power recapping. But here is a guy who is um, DJing a mobile DJ station. Let's see if I can build this for maybe maybe I'll go to a Bachelor event as a mobile podcaster and I'll just interview people on the street. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're not to go into the parade. Or you're liable to be searched and arrested. What am I liable to be searched and arrested for? You don't know, do you? You don't know. 
This is Stuart in the parade right now. I think we can just walk straight in there without permission. Let's just own it, lead in as if you're meant to be there, and we'll just rock it from there. Would I be right in saying I can't walk down there? Can I just walk in with them? I'm just going to try and walk in. Can I come in with you? Just let me in. No, you gotta just told me it's fine. Guys, it's just music. Just smile for this thumbnail. Because guys, it's just music. Stay for the ride. We're gonna get back inside. Guys, it's just music. I'm telling you, you're not to go into the. Oh, how funny. How funny. Uh, you can't get, what are they called, bobbies? Is that what you call cops in England, bobbies? Either way, they were doing their job, but of course, I'm sure they didn't feel any risk that he was going to hurt them and he was teasing them. So uh, kind of harmless there. But yeah, what was he doing wrong? I mean, he's filming himself. Um, you're allowed to film yourself. I don't know the rules of English uh, mobile DJ systems. Maybe you could hit him for a noise violation. I'm not sure. Either way, I think we need to find a way to make up my mobile recap studio look like that. All right, folks, we did it. My first episode, fully mobile. As you know, yesterday I gave you some content from the Centurion Lounge at the airport in Charlotte, North Carolina. Which, by the way, these lounges are so nice. Oh my God! You need a, you need a platinum card. You need the you need the Amex to get in. Platinum card costs six ninety five a year. But let me tell you something. It's worth it because when you get into the lounge, they give you free food and drinks. So you know we got a couple glasses of champagne. I got a cold beer and a nice rotisserie chicken with cheesy potatoes and and um, some like sautéed broccoli. Like they give you a really nice meal. So. If you travel at least once a month, not everyone does, but if you do, you need to be signed up with a Platinum card. That's not a sponsorship here. I don't get anything out of it. Although I will tell you, if you do want to sign up, DM me on Instagram and use my promo code because then we'll both get free miles out of it. But that's not that's not the point. Uh, the point of me saying it. I actually really like it. It's it's really nice. But you know, it's a, it's a little loud during the Christmas season. So I recorded yesterday's podcast intro from there with my like you know old school iPhone headphones. So now I'm actually recording with. A proper professional microphone, so it should sound a little bit better. But either way, I'll be here for the next uh, rest of the week, I should say, uh, celebrating Christmas with you guys. And I hope you guys all have a merry one. And I appreciate all the support, love, gifts, and the gift of your time, and the gift of your follows and subscriptions, and uh, Patreon, and the gift of you leaving us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you in advance. I'm Dave Neal. This is Bachelor Rush Hour. <laughs>